it, so you about to feel pain And I gotta do work, I said I gotta do work Cause it's off with the name, Savage Truth Savage Truth, it's the Savage Truth, the Savage Truth Welcome to the Savage Truth. I am your host, Roy Dockery, and thank you for joining me for another session, another episode of the Leadership Lab here on the Savage Truth Network. So we've been going through a lot of topics. We've made it over the we made it over the hill. We're on our way. We're rounding out. We only got a few episodes left, probably, what is it, another four um, after this one, where we'll continue to dive into leadership. So today we just talked about kind of like transition, right? Like how do you leave a company? And that's when you're leaving on your own terms. But as a leader, often we have to deal with terminations or separations or firing people, um, however you want to put it. But there's a process that should be taking place, right? There should be like an attempt to discipline and develop somebody before there's a termination that takes place. But often that's not what we do. So right at a lot of companies, I don't know if you call it, you know, getting a, getting a pink slip, uh, getting, a, you know, a lot of companies call it a PIP. Even in the military, we call it a PIP, right? A performance improvement plan. So the first thing I want to say is that a performance improvement plan should not be your legal documentation that you put in place before you terminate somebody. It's called a performance improvement plan, not a petty <laughs> right, incendious plan, right? Because sometimes it's not really, you're not really trying to develop somebody, right? Like you have somebody, you've identified a problem, you want them off of your team. So to follow the people team or the HR's team process, you write them up, you document some issues, right? You kind of give them goals that can't be achieved, especially in the timeline in which you're giving it to them, um, that, that you're giving them to perform or to be separated or terminated. Um, and it's basically just a, it's a, it's a warning shot, right? It's 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 normally in most companies, most environments, most management, it's like you can't really recover from this improvement plan. And that's bad leadership, right? Like if you hired the wrong person and, and you know and, and you don't want to invest the time to develop them to make them successful at what they're doing, then you're a bad leader. And so what I would tell my employees all the time and still to this day, don't give someone a performance plan unless you actually plan on developing them or I will fire you. Right. So as leaders, we need to be intentional about the development of our employees, the development of those that are our direct reports, our indirect reports. If we're hiring somebody, if we're investing and paying them week over week, then we should always be vested in making sure that they are successful. And if I'm not making sure you're successful because I'm just waiting for you to do enough wrong to be fired, that means I'm wasting money every day. And if as a leader, you're fine with wasting the company's money, with wasting your own money, if you're the CEO or the founder um, or, the, or the, you know, the president of an organization that you're funding or that, that you created, then you're wasting your own money, right? Everyone at work has the responsibility and has the right to be developed, to be successful at what they're being compensated to do. And that does not happen when you only document a problem so that you have the paperwork or that you have the receipts when it's time to terminate somebody. I'm not saying that you don't terminate bad employees. I'm saying that you never stop trying to develop an employee up until the point that they're terminated, right? And even with that, you know, and, and when it comes to termination, like when you have to terminate an employee, it needs to be very clear what they fail to do. It needs to be very clear. If your employees are confused, if they can't point out exactly what objective, what, what measured, written expectation they're not meeting, then you are a bad leader. You are a bad manager. 
right? This is the savage truth. So I hope people didn't come here to think I'm just stroke your ego. You're not paying me for this. This is free. So I'm going to hurt your feelings for free. If you're firing people and those people don't know why they're being fired, you are a bad leader. You are a bad manager. People should know. There's, there's, you know, if, if every time you walk into a meeting and people are anxious and they don't really know what's going on or people get upset, like there's a, there's a, there's a level of emotion tied to a separation. Absolutely, right? It's disrupting people's income. It's they got to go home and tell their their husbands or their wives that they lost their job. But the emotion should not be riddled with confusion, anxiety, and this genuine sense of I thought I was doing fine. If you have someone working for you who isn't doing their job and they think they're doing fine, that means you let them fail to the point where you had enough to validate firing them, which makes you a bad leader. It makes you a bad manager because instead of trying to help them and them failing despite your help, them not stepping up to the call despite your efforts, when I fire somebody, unless it's due to something like, you know, illegal or some behavior that was caught or observed that has to be dealt with immediately and people don't know they've been getting caught. When I fire people, they apologize. And they apologize because as their leader, I invested in them. I told them what my expectations were, right? And I stood next to them and said, hey, this is what I expect you to do. This is what I need you to do. And then I'll try to help them in different ways. Like, okay, that didn't get you where I needed you to be. Um, how about this? Can we try something a little different? Um, that didn't quite get it. Like, let me try this. And when it gets to the point to where I've, I've used everything that I have in my toolkit, I've, I've looked for other people to try to assist you as well. And it's evident to me that in the area that I need you to develop, either based on your personality, your lifestyle, your choices, um, your strengths, you cannot perform in the area that I need you to perform. But at the same time, me disciplining somebody and developing somebody does not mean that I discount the fact that I love the person. Going back to the first lesson, I love the person, which means if this job isn't right for you, if I love you, then I need to give you an opportunity to go find employment somewhere else where you can feel fulfilled, where you don't feel like you're not measuring up, where you don't feel like you're insufficient or not meeting the requirements that are put before you, because no one wants to feel that way. No one wants to be being paid for something that they're bad at, in my opinion, right? No, like even though people, you know, they, people do the bare minimum, people do what you expect them to do, right? If you have employees doing the bare minimum, that probably because they think you think the least of them, right? Like if you, if you exhort your employees, if you develop your employees, they want to reach their full potential. And sometimes the job just does not work out for the person, right? And so even when you're terminating somebody, that doesn't mean you have to withhold praise, Right. If somebody was really, really good technically, but had issues with um, with administration, they had problems with paperwork then say, hey, like, look, you were great. Technically, you were a great software engineer. You were a great technician. You were a great mechanic. But, you know, with the paperwork, maybe it was their interaction with their coworkers. Be like, hey, man, you really need to work on the way that you address conflict or you need to work on how to de-escalate issues with customers. Some of it, like especially in my, my previous career, we had a lot of people that needed to be on call. I needed you to wake up and within two to four hours, I need you to be in a hospital fixing a centralized robotic pharmacy. Some people's lifestyle just didn't accommodate that. Some people like to have drinks after the football game. Some people like to go out at night and, you know, and, and enjoy, uh, enjoy a little bit of intoxication. You can't be a little drunk and then go run a service call for me on a robot in a hospital. Like, I'm not going to have it. Not that I think that's your, that, that's your lifestyle is in direct contradiction to this job. 
So I would tell people, you are a great technician, you were good at your paperwork, but you need to find a job where you are not on call so you can enjoy your life. And I would tell them, find any job when you're not on call, and I'll give you a recommendation. So if there are skills that, that they have, right, and if there's a different job or a different environment that they're better suited for, let them know that, right? Let somebody know that even during the termination that, look, I see your potential, I see your skill, but the job that I have you doing here, the job that I need you to execute here, these are the gaps. So if you go find a job where you're not on call, if you go find a job where you're, you know, working in a factory and you don't have to do a, you don't have to deal with a lot of de-escalation, you're not customer facing. Maybe you're working in an assembly line, maybe you're dealing with manufacturing. I think you would have great skills there and be willing and be honest about the fact that like I'll give you a referral there. And if they ask me why you left, I would tell, you know, or why we separated um uh separated ways, I would let them know like yeah, like the job, the demands of this job just doesn't fit every lifestyle or you know, like he's ex- extremely strong technically, but we have a very high pressure situation with a lot of angry customers and everybody can't take getting screamed at by hospital CEOs and chief medical officers. It's a stressful job because that is a true statement, right? I can be true about the reality of the fact that the job can be difficult, that some even some aspects of the job may seem ridiculous, but I need you to do them because that's what people pay us for. That's what the expectation is. That's what the job description says. That's what the processes say. And we should be able to feel comfortable being able to part ways and saying that like, yes, like there are things that you were not able to do that I needed you to do to be successful, but that, but you do have skills and you do have abilities, right? Um, that would be useful elsewhere, right? That would be, um, that would be accepted. That will excel elsewhere. So you also have to be able to look at separations or terminations as an opportunity for people to better use their strengths to be successful, right? Like, if your strengths only will make you 40% successful here and your weaknesses make you 60%, it's going to make you fail 60% of the time, go find a job where your strengths will carry you 80% of the time. And then that weaknesses, like that 20% won't be enough to make you lose your job and you'll have more of an opportunity to develop those weaknesses because you'll be in a place where you can get more leverage from your strengths. So whether it's discipline Discipline is always about development. Even termination is about development because going back to the first principle, if you love these people and you want the best for them, I don't want somebody coming to work every day who feels like they suck at their job because I know you take that energy home, right? I know you're not just going to be at work upset because you don't like your boss. Your boss doesn't like you. Your coworkers complain about your performance. Like you're going to go home and that's going to be taken out on your husband or your wife and not in a negative way. Maybe you're just bringing negative energy home. Maybe you're just going home and you're physically exhausted because you feel like you can't be authentic. And so you're showing up to work with 50% of yourself doing 100% of the work, right? So you're working overtime and, and you're trying to catch up and you just feel like you're losing. You feel like you're failing. You're feeling like you're not being successful. So like developing employees in that regard means I've got to develop you into another role. I might have to develop you into another comp- into another company. And that means that even in discipline and termination, that that's a development opportunity. But you have to let people know, what are you missing that made you not successful here? So that one, you can work on that so it doesn't lead to the same issue, especially if it's a behavioral problem, which most terminations are behavioral problems. But also let them know what they're good at and what other opportunities may be afforded them in other companies, in other places, and sometimes even in other departments, 
right? There have been people I've taken from one department and put them in another department. Like if I get you out of a customer facing role, if I get you out of a role where you're on call, like if I just have you working shift work on tech support, you're awesome. But like even search for opportunities internal when you're honest about what the issue is that needs to be developed. So one goes back to honesty. It goes back to being authentic. It goes back to genuinely loving your employees and wanting the best for them. And sometimes the best thing for them is to give them an opportunity to find somewhere else to be successful. So might sound rough, but it's true. And it's the savage truth. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Leadership Lab. I hope you take this, let it process, let it marinate. Um, pause, think about it a little bit before we go on to the next lesson. Because next we're going to be talking about how you serve those that you lead. So thank you. Um, God bless y'all. Peace out. Somebody, somebody pray for me Whether I seem like I'm well or I'm not